You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Once again, the Tour de France has a rendezvous with the cobblestones of northern France. Les Amis de Paris-Roubaix, the group of volunteers who maintain the pavé, have been hard at work for months, making sure the stones are in perfect condition for the race. And that means making sure they're not too perfect, of course. Likewise, the riders and teams have been completing their reconnaissance rides, gleaning as much information about the course and the 11 sectors of cobblestones ahead of them before thundering across the hell of the north as part of the Tour de France peloton. And during the spring, the cycling podcast was preparing for the cobblestone stage too. My name is Lionel Burney, and this episode of Kilometre Zero is one of the final pieces Richard Moore made for the podcast before he died suddenly at the end of March. I remember my phone ringing a couple of days before the Grand Prix dinner. It was Richard who had spotted a couple of significant names on the provisional start list, Primoz Roglic and Jonas Vingegaard. The Grand Prix Dinan is quite a small race, but with 12 sections of cobblestones on the menu, it offered a chance for the Jumbo Visma's Grand Tour riders to have a practice run. I'm going to go, Richard said. It will make a great episode of Kilometre Zero. He quickly called the race organisers to arrange an accreditation and drove from his home in Picardy across northern France to watch the race. It was a fantastic, surprising addition, and Roglic was one of the stars of the show, as you're about to hear. Richard was right. His trip did make for a great episode. Sadly, Richard won't be with us when the race reaches the cobbles later on this week. But we were united here at the Cycling Podcast in our desire to ensure that the work he recorded in the weeks before his death saw the light of day. And so, here is Richard Moore reporting from Denain. It's Thursday the 17th of March and I'm in northern France close to the town of Denain. More precisely, I'm on a sector of cobbles, pavé, of the type the riders of the 2022 Tour de France will tackle on stage five, not very far from here. Today though, I'm at a race that feels a billion miles from the Tour de France. It's cold, it's windy, it's overcast, though who's to say it won't be like that in early July in this part of the world. More than the weather, it's the size and the atmosphere that makes today so different. It's also one of the few professional races I've been to in France, not organised by ASO. And it certainly doesn't have the gloss or the luster of an ASO event. Very much a local affair, the Grand Prix de Denain is what brings me here. And more precisely again, the presence here of some of the riders likely to be the stars of this year's Tour de France. Primoz Roglic and Jonas Vingegaard of Jumbo Visma and Danny Martinez of Ineos Grenadiers. Adam Yates, his Ineos Grenadiers teammate, was down to start as well, but he was a late call-off. It's a race that doesn't usually attract these kinds of riders, who today will be mixing it with some of the classic specialists ahead of the cobbled classics in Belgium and northern France. But these riders obviously have Wednesday the 6th of July and the Tour de France very much in mind. But to put today in some kind of context, it's four days after Paris-Nice, a race that Roglic won, and two days before Milan-San Remo, which Roglic is down to ride. So why is he here? The reason is stretched out before me now. The roughest cobbles, the toughest sector of 12 in today's race between Ma and Kerenin. Not just rough and bumpy, but this is also a climb. I'm on the brow of the hill, which will hopefully mean the bunch is strung out when they come past in about 10 minutes' time, roughly halfway through 
uh, the 200 kilometer race which is very much a race of two halves the first half on a lumpy circuit uh, but without any pave the second half featuring these 12 sectors of pave this morning in Dana, I sought out Roglic, I waited outside the Yumbo Visma bus with a, a small smattering of fans, and when he eventually emerged in leg warmers, I grabbed a quick word. What are you what are you hoping to get out of today? A lot of new experience actually, huh? I don't uh, normally do uh, these kind of races, races on the cobbles, so yeah, definitely something new. Uh, and uh, yeah, probably we can get uh, quite uh, useful uh, information for uh, for later on. What have you made of the cobbles so far? You've ridden them a bit this week and before that. What? How do you like them? <laughs> it's definitely something different, something new for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean something that uh, yeah, I I try to experience it and uh, learn and uh, yeah, to to be able uh, to be confident and also and good. Uh, with the stage in the tour, but uh, yeah, I, I already rode them a bit, so it's not completely new one, but still, yes, I need uh, this kind of uh, races. And you got the leg warmers back on. Uh, is it a, <laughs> a race or a training exercise today? Everything uh, is a race and a uh, training. Uh, so like I said, uh, for, for us, is uh, we come here, we try to learn, uh, get some experience and uh, see how it goes. Well, that was Primoz Roglic. Now, I'd been told that he and Vingegaard were riding on new bikes specially designed for the cobbles. So I asked their sports director, Mark Reef about the bikes and about what else they, as a team, want from today. So there was already a plan uh, um, to choose this race to really do the last test, or also a test in the race uh, with an eye on the Tour later on, with that stage in the Tour. The main goal is just to get a feeling in the in the bunch how how it is in the bunch on race speed with this bike with this tires to see what uh, what experiences and and to take that with us uh, that experience to the to the tour later on this year. What have you made? Uh, I mean, how have they they dealt with the the, the cobbles? The two of them, um, Primoz and Jonas. What have you seen so far? Yeah, that uh, I mean, it's it's difficult to uh, to really say something just that they go by themselves on their own over the cobbles in a race it, it will be difficult different but so far yeah they are handling them uh, them well i mean they're exceptional uh, cyclists yeah. and um, yeah they can ride their bike on a, on a good way they, they have the handling uh, but just in a race it's just experience uh, that they uh, that they need how it is on speed in a bunch in a group also when something happens on a on a sector what do they do then so yeah that is for sure something where we uh, where we will look to today how does today compare to the Tour de France stage? It's a similar number of sectors of Pavé, but how does it compare in terms of severity? Yeah, you cannot, in one-on-one, you cannot really compare it. It's more that you, like what I said already, it's more the, the feeling on the on the bike with the tyres, um, on the cobbles itself. The cobble sectors are completely different. Uh, also the, the stress in the bunch. Uh, will be different uh, and um, here I think it, it will be more one by one and, and the chaos will be maybe a bit bigger one by one everybody will fight to the sectors and there it's more team by team supporting their leaders to get in position I guess um, that stage of the Tour de France could be a critical one couldn't it um, there are a lot of dangerous looking stages in that first week but that one in particular could be could be a really important one yeah, like what you say, there are quite some stages that can have a big influence on the, on the, yeah, in the end on the GC. It's not that you can win it really there, but for sure it can, uh, can damage your uh, your GC. Yeah, we want to have as much experience as possible to be 
as prepared as possible for uh, for that day, um, and that is also why we are why we are here today, uh, but also yeah, why we already did some recons and still will get back to here. In terms of equipment, you mentioned tires. I understand they're on different bikes as well. So are these uh, have they been able to ride these the last few days, and, and how are they different to the normal bikes? Yeah, the bikes are uh, are different. Uh, it's a special classic bike. They will also use them in the in, in Roubaix, for example, at the riders uh, from us. They have been riding on them already during the winter when we did the uh, when we did the recon here. Uh, we will use them now, but also later on in the tour, and also compared with uh, in combination with the tires, with the wider tires. Yeah, that is also something what we will test here. We also test them already in the winter, also with in terms of pressure, um, and with the experience of today, we also take that with us to uh, to July. So what is today primarily a race or a training exercise? Um, it's a race, but for sure we will use it to uh, to get better, to take the experience with us uh, yeah, towards uh, towards July, and and it's also the yeah the the goal of the team really to protect them and to get them towards the sectors on a good way. So the result is not immediately the most important. When it comes, it comes, but it can also be one of the other guys. But yeah, how we start here, it's the most important to get them to the to the cobblestone. After speaking to Mark Reef, I sprinted to the signing on stage just in time to see Jumbo Visma be presented to the small crowd. The voice, unmistakably that of Daniel Monjas, the voice of the Tour de France from 1974 to 2014. With Jumbo Visma, the last team to sign on, I was threading my way through the peloton as the riders began to line up when I came face to face with Lucas Postelberger of Bora Hansgrohe, who is a bit of a classic specialist, of course. So I had a quick word with Lucas as the countdown to the start began. Lucas, your first time at this race. Yeah. Have you ridden the, the cobbles? How bad, how severe are they? Uh, yeah, I know the cobbles from uh, Roubaix stage editions, but uh, well, they search obviously for the harder ones, so uh, it's going to be nice and uh, rough, I guess. Have you got an eye on the Tour de France? Some of the riders here obviously thinking about the Tour de France stage. Are you thinking about that as well? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it's always good uh, to do like a recon from uh, upcoming races, but uh, it's not my major goal now. Just uh, um, I focus on the race today, and then uh, for sure it's a benefit to know it if it is a two-stage coming there. So someone like Roglic is here for training and to find out what it's like to ride in the cobbles, but you're here to race. Yeah, actually, I think also Primoz is here to race. You know, he wants to feel, he wants to experience. Uh, of course, it's pretty unusual, but... Uh, it's a good test to, to get to know the, the, the races and the circumstances, no? I better get myself out here. I'll find myself in the race at this rate. Good luck today. I'll give you my bike if you want. Okay, yeah, let's do it.
Some lovely music there uh, from one of the vehicles in front of the race signals that the race is near. The motorbikes too coming through in rapid succession now. There's a five-man break with a lead of three and a half minutes. This is the third sector of cobbles today. Um, third of 12 and they tackle it twice. It's also the toughest, the only four-star segment. Um, in that five-man break is Nicky Terpstra, the biggest name there. Forest of Tears there as well from Alpson Phoenix. But Nicky Terpstra from Total Energy, uh, the biggest name in that breakaway. Um, and they should be coming around the corner in front of me any moment now. Here they come, absolutely motoring up here. They're not riding on the cobbles at all. They're riding on the narrow strip of mud to the side. It's a dry day, so perfectly safe to do so. Terpster leads them through. And we're hearing that Jumbo Visma are chasing hard. So, well, maybe this is a race for Roglic after all, not just a training exercise. Though they do have a couple of other uh, promising riders in their lineup. Um, Pascal Eckerman perhaps might fancy it today. Also, they've got the, the Dutch champion Timo Rosen and David Decker. Helicopter suggests the bunch are very close indeed. May well be entering this sector now. Uh, we'll see what kind of damage the climb does. As I say, the, the riders are getting away without riding on the cobbles at the moment, thanks to the the strip of mud up the side which is nicely hard packed for them um, there won't be room for everyone on there though so it'll be an interesting fight I suspect coming up here um, so early in the race in terms of the cobbled sectors I expect a big bunch to be uh, pretty much together here's a flotilla of motorbikes and Jumbo Visma leading the peloton through here they come Roglic has got his leg warmers off and he means business and uh, Yuma Visma were up right at the front of affairs there. Roglic riding on the cobbles, maybe that's deliberate. What's the point in coming to a race to try out the cobbles and then not riding on the cobbles? So, um, yeah, riding right up the middle of the road there on the roughest section. Helicopter directly over my head there. Let's get back to dinner, watch the rest of the race and wait for the riders at the finish. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Toujours en bonne position, va donc Van Roy, demande à toujours 
I was going to wait for Daniel Monjas to pause for breath there, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. He's getting increasingly excited. That's his his default state, has to be said, but I find it very effective, very rousing. Uh, I'm back at the finish now. There are about 30 kilometres to go. Ineos Grenadiers massing at the front. Danny Martinez right up there, as is Primoz Roglic. As Mark Reef observed earlier, the thing about Roglic and Vingegaard and the question of whether they would cope okay with the cobbles today um, is that they're very good bike riders. And we're seeing that today. Roglic looks very comfortable indeed. Um, you know, it's not the strongest field today, but it is a race. And uh, the intensity of racing, I'm sure, will be a very useful experience for these guys ahead of stage five of the Tour de France. And the race is nearing its important uh, moments now, the last few sectors of Pave before they come back to finish here in Dena. I'm in the hospitality zone. And I must say, there's a really great atmosphere here. There, I mentioned earlier on that you know it's nothing like the the size or the scale or the glamour of a, an ASO event. It feels more local. Uh, it feels more like a Belgian race, to be honest. And um, it's kind of better for that in a way. Um, there's a lot more of a, a buzz here than there was in this same city, Dena, back in October, um, where. We, Lionel and I were here for the start of women's Paris-Roubaix, the first ever Paris-Roubaix fam, of course. It started here. It was very low-key. started in the town centre. There weren't many people about. It was cold. Um, obviously, ended up being an absolutely cracking race, phenomenal race. Uh, but the start felt uh, very low-key. This, because not, not just because of the history of this race and the fact that it clearly is a... Uh, a local affair, um, a holiday almost for the the town. It seems uh, people are really out in force, and there is a lot of there are a lot of stalls and food stands and things. So uh, a lot of beer flowing as well. L'Enfer du Nord being the beer, the the hell of the north beer, uh, very popular here. Seen quite an important uh, split going clear there. Roglic among them by the looks of things, but three Ineos Grenadiers and one AG2R rider and one Jumbo rider have gone clear. Looks like Ben Turner's there and it looks like Roglic is there. Very interesting indeed. Uh, but I'd say this race uh, dates back to 1959. Shea Elliott, uh, the Irishman, the first ever winner. Um, and it's had some illustrious winners over the year. Well, Paul Sherwin won this race once. Edwin Van Hoydonk won it. Walter Plankert, Tor Hushoff, and uh, Matthew van der Poel won it last year. So some illustrious winners. Um, and I'd say it's, a, it's, a, it's an area that's pretty impoverished, unemployment very high here in Dana and certainly Lionel and I, when we were here in October really, we really did feel that um, boarded up shops and uh, you know, it was a struggle to get a, a, a coffee in a, in a cafe here, um, but as I say, the town has really turned out in force today and that's great to see lots of pride, lots of interest in the local race and at the moment they're being treated to quite a spectacle because these five riders are ridden clear on one of the sets of pave and who knows it could be good for the finish could Roglic who is uh, stripped down to his bare legs now uh, could he go for the win we shall see now I think the winner is in his 5 
dernière. Euh, je sais pas pourquoi. J'ai envie de mettre une petite pièce quand même sur Damien Toussaint. Eh ben, on, on va voir ça. On, on ça regarde beau parce que on regarde euh, voilà si, si le plan. Well, into the last 16 kilometers, and uh, that five-man group still has 25 seconds. It's holding pretty steady. Primoz Roglic has even gone through to give them a couple of turns. Uh, the three Ineos Grenadiers riders, Magnus Sheffield, Jonathan Narvaez and Ben Turner, Damian Touze from AG2R Citroën also there. Uh, but they're working pretty well together. And behind, we saw Intermarché chasing. Now Groupama FDG are having a go, but they're not making much of a dent in that lead. And, well, could Roglic do an Ian Stannard and, uh, and whip the Ineos Grenadiers uh, team at the finish? I mean, Narvaez, a very accomplished classics rider now. The other two, very strong, but quite inexperienced. So if they stay away, it could be a fascinating finale. Arrivée imminente, plus de difficultés à venir. On est sur, euh, sur du plat ici euh, aux, aux alentours de Denain dans le Valenciennois pour euh, cette 63e édition du Grand Prix qui nous même beaucoup d'attentes. Et ce numéro 1 qui joue vraiment les numéros 1, il ne s'est pas caché aujourd'hui, Primoz Roglic. Va-t-il gagner le Grand Prix de Denain la into the final eight kilometers, it's holding at about 23-24 seconds. Could come back, could stay away. It's very much in the balance. Two interesting observations. Oh, and Daniel Manjas is back. Um, Roglic still has a gilet on, uh, so I don't know what that means. Um, another interesting point I just realized: Ineos Grenadiers began this race with five riders and got three of them in the breakaway. So the remaining two trying their best to disrupt things behind but the chase hasn't really got organized but it's still close enough that the gap could be closed Groupama FTG really committing to it now um, but it's only like one or two riders from each team and that may not be enough um, let's see it's going to be close it's going to be close how did the three Ineos Grenadiers riders beat Roglic well that's for them to figure out or perhaps Tuesday will spring a surprise we don't have too long to find out now. 6.7 kilometers to go. 21 seconds. Vous voyez ce peloton qui revient. On est à 1,5 km de l'arrivée. Suspense total pour l'arrivée de ce Grand Prix de Denain avec en tête un équatorien de l'équipe Coming up for a kilometer to go and the catch is about to be made. Jonathan Narvaez has had a little go on his own. Um, but, you know, a bunch have made a big effort to get them back. I don't think they're going to let him get away with that. And the catch will be made, and it looks like we'll have a big bunch sprint just beyond the finishing line here. Uh, the, the first bend beyond the finishing line, we're being cleared out of the way because they're now anticipating a big group coming into the finish, maybe 50 riders. Um, let's see what happens. There's Danny Martinez having a go. Great stuff. Um, but let's see what happens. Voilà, la jonction qui est faite. Primoz Roglic ne gagnera pas ce Grand Prix de Denain. La flamme rouge bientôt, dans quelques secondes. Comme souvent ici, on aura le droit. Big lead out from Alpsen Phoenix here. Max Walshide is up there. Pierre Barbier may be there for B&B Hotels as well. I think he's being let out. 
Adrien Petit sur la gauche Adrien, de l'écran. Ouais, Adrien. Adrien Petit qui va peut-être remporter ce Adrien Petit, le local lad. He's leading at the moment. Walshite's coming. Barbier's there. Walshite de la I think Walshite might get it. Yo, Walshite. That's a surprise. I'd just been reading that he's turned himself into a time trialist from a sprinter, but second yesterday, first today. Here come the bunch. One of the mysteries of that race was uh, why Primoz Roglic, even when he was in a break that looked like it might go to the finish, kept his gilet on. The big burning questions of the day um, were answered at the finish by Grisha Neerman, the sports director at Jumbo Visma. I spoke to him outside the team bus parked in a supermarket car park, a rival supermarket car park in Dina. What did you What did you learn today then? Uh, how to ride on the cobbles uh, uh, for 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 juniors? No, but uh, I mean, I think uh, Jonas never raced on the cobbles. Primos did it once in the tour, so uh, uh, yeah, this was really a race totally different to what they're used to, and that's why we were here. and And I think we learned a lot, and especially like how to race on the cobbles. Eh? We we were riding on the cobbles. We did wreck and rides. Uh, we tested the material, everything, but. It's different than racing on the cobbles, and that's why we were, we were here for today. Unfortunately, Jonas had a flat tire. Even more unfortunately, Leonard Hoff stayed in his first race back. Uh, he, he crashed out and he, he hurt himself pretty badly. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's life. That's bike racing as well. And and uh, yeah, in the end, we came here to to test our legs on the cobbles, and that went well. I mean, it's not the the same field as well for the tour, but you must have been impressed by what you saw from Primoz. Yeah, I think so. I think he, he, I mean, I know, everybody knows, I guess, that he's, he's a good rider and a good rider can also uh, excel on, on a parkour that doesn't suit him. And uh, he showed that once again today. And I think it's also, it's good for his morale and, and uh, maybe also good for his critics that he can show, like, look here, I can ride, actually can ride on the cobbles and I can corner and whatever. I didn't doubt that, that Primoz or Jonas, uh, that, uh, that they heard. They, I didn't think they would get in trouble today, but... Uh, yeah, it's still nice to see Primoz, of course, uh, with the best riders in the final up front. I mean, if it had been in serious race, he would have probably taken his gilet off, but um, it was a race. Were you thinking about how he might beat those Ineos Grenadiers riders? Yeah, actually, he broke his uh, skin suit underneath, uh, the, underneath the body warmer, so he couldn't take it off because it was uh, open. But... Uh, um, yeah, we, I mean, we didn't really talk about it in the race. I didn't give him any instructions on that because I was more than happy to, to have him up front. And I was even wondering, like, if we make it to our plane to, uh, to Milan, if he has to go to the podium. So in the end, they got caught back at 1K to go. We didn't come here for the victory. We came here for different things and, and that, that we succeeded 100%. Well, that was Grisha Neerman. Uh, let's hear from Primoz Roglic himself, who emerged from the bus uh, trying to hurry away to catch a flight to Milan for Milan San Remo. Yeah, it's uh, something different, uh, definitely. Uh, not really used to it and uh, uh, was was a special day. Huh? It's a super hard racing. Huh? I really experienced uh, like uh, a lot of new things uh, that uh, I'm not really used to it at it. And uh, really, yeah, this was something uh, something completely new. The cobbles itself, I almost never ride it. And then, yes, yeah, so when you're put it there, and then you ride on the cobbles, on the gravel beside, uh, yeah, for 
What was the biggest challenge about riding on the cobbles? Any surprises? Mm, I mean, uh, yeah, the biggest is uh, for sure then, uh, yeah, the nervous and the fighting before the cobbles. Huh? That's uh, the biggest issue because the cobbles itself, then they have a place. It's place so big as it is, so it's quite small. It's just for a couple of guys. And that's uh, yeah, the, the biggest issue and it's the most dangerous. And then the cobbles itself, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can ride on it, and now probably for sure we had uh, uh, yeah also a lot of space beside the cobbles, so yeah we are all the time avoiding and uh, riding beside. But yeah, for sure in the tour or bigger races, yes, it's uh, there are people uh, and uh, you have to ride on the cobbles. You had a problem with the skin suit as well today. We believe underneath the gilet, you kept the gilet on. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, the zipper was broken, so yeah. I you just, I just kept the West, I keep, keep you hope on. that doesn't happen in the Tour de France. Um, are you adding Pyro Bay to your schedule now then, Primoz? Who knows, maybe, uh, one day, but uh, step by step, this is was already uh, something. But you want to do this more, or you uh, say it's, it's good for once or twice? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah, I I have different, uh, normally different goals, different races, not really uh, Paris Rube. As, uh, as my main goal, so yeah. Trisha said champions like you can everything. <laughs> Both can do everything. <laughs> well, after visiting the Jumbo Visma bus, I uh, marched across the supermarket car park to the Ineos Grenadiers bus and other vehicles. Uh, and there was Service Canavan, former Pyro Bay winner, of course, this race known as Mini Pyro Bay by some. And I spoke to him about a, a strong performance from his diminished team, only five riders started um, but he was uh, pleased with how they performed and looking ahead to stage five of the Tour de France. It was really nice because the, the, we made a plan and the guys uh, stick to the plan, committed to the plan. It's great to see that all five took that right hand onto the cobbles and it just uh, yeah went, went for it on, on that section and we knew it. That's the thing, if you go too, a little bit too fast then you get a really small group, when you go too slow the group is too big. So it's just going, squeeze it there, go full gas and yeah, hoping uh, to make it to the finish. And of course, we didn't expect that we had three guys out of five. Uh, and last year, the guys did similar with, with Criato, Luke Rowe, Owen Dool. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was nice. I guess today for your team and Yuma Visma in particular, it was about <laughs> learning for the Tour de France as well. You had Danny Martinez here. Was Adam yeah. Yates due to start as well at one point? Yeah, at one point, yes, uh, but he had a really tough program at uh, UAE and Paris-Nice and, and a recon of the cobbles on Tuesday. Uh, and then, and, and, yeah, we decided it's uh, yeah, maybe better to, to have a little bit of, of rest and get ready for Pay Basque. The plan was always to come here with, with the GC riders for, for the tour. Um, and it's great to see that Danny was, was yeah, he likes it. And he was uh, in the mix and uh, not afraid. And it yeah, comes out with good confidence uh, to watch the tour. Yeah, I mean, for the for those guys, I mean, Roglic as well, I think it's his second time on, on the cobbles. If you're a good bike rider, I guess you can cope with, with these. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, today is not Paris-Roubaix. It's a, Roubaix is a different race. Um, and the Tour also uh, is also not Roubaix. Um, but but uh, I think in general, most riders can, can ride on the cobbles. Uh, they will not be the best. But it's all about not losing time, and, and the team is really important. Uh, so Danny started in good position on the cobbles, and I think that's probably for all the GC riders the key for, for the tour. Obviously, at the tour, you've got the intensity of the tour, the, the best riders in the world. What makes it 
what, what, what is the element that makes it hardest? The conditions, the roads, the pavé, or, or just the quality of the field? Everything together. The tour is the tour. It's, it's, everyone is super nervous, uh, three weeks long. And, and the tour is it's like a really diver, diverse peloton. You know, you have a lot of climbers and you have some specialists for the cobbles who have to protect their, their leaders. A lot of GC guys are nervous for the stage. They don't want to lose time. And uh, they know they're not going to lose time uh, when it's uphill finish. But they know they could lose time on the cobbles or in, a, in, a, in the stage with echelons because that's not their speci speciality. So that's why it makes it so nervous those days. That's your Pogacar. Uh, what, what, uh, I mean, how, how hard is the Tour de France stage, stage five this year? How, how, how severe is it compared to other days we've had on the cobbles in the Tour? I think it's not as hard as four years ago. Because four years ago we had a lot of sections from, uh, from the Tour. But it's not easy. And it's just everything together. It will be, it will be a hard final, I think. Uh, the first sections are not too bad. But uh, the final five sections are proper cobbles. So uh, it is hard enough and, uh, to make a selection. Well, that was Service Canavan, sports director at Ineos Grenadiers, speaking outside the team bus at the end of the GP de Denain. And you've been listening to an episode of Kilometre Zero by the Cycling Podcast, presented by me, Richard Moore. <laughs>